When you meet someone, do you wonder about their story? If you're like me, you're always interested in the lives, hopes, and dreams of people. Stories Connect People podcast will bring you interesting, inspiring, and compelling stories from people just like you and me. Stories that will inspire you. They'll make you laugh. You'll learn. They might even make you cry. But above all, you will feel connected and closer to the people around you. You may see yourself in these stories. You may feel connected because you share similarities in your own journey. There are rich, interesting stories closer than you think, maybe even yours. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People. I am Polly Van Duzer, your host. to have our guest today, Lori Van. Lori is a beloved teacher, educator, and administrator in Walker County. She is the principal at Cherokee Ridge Elementary School. She is loved by so many students, parents, teachers, and overall the community. Students come back to see her that are in high school or even after and share the impact that she's made on their life. You will see why. Her heart is huge. Aside from the time, love, effort, and energy she puts into the school. She also is a leader of the Helping Hands Ending Hunger Program, a program that helps to address food insecurity. Lori is making her community a better place to live by changing the lives of children and serving some of the most basic needs for so many families. Well, Lori, welcome. Uh, Thank you for being here with us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a privilege to get to do this and to share my story and the Helping Hands story. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So um, I told our guest um, that you have been an educator and um, a principal at Cherokee Ridge Elementary for um, quite a while. So why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay. I was in the classroom teaching fourth, fifth, and one year of sixth grade for 15 years. And then I put together a classroom called the success class. And it was for the troubled students in elementary school. And I wasn't as successful because once they got into my class, they didn't want to get back into their homeroom. It was kind of, and that's the kind of kids that I like. I like the hard to reach kids, uh, the meaner, the better. That's the ones that I'm going to go after with everything I have. So they're the ones that need a chance. And that's who I believe in. So and, what do you think about the um, the kids that are harder to reach? Like, What do you do that's different for them? Or how, how do you reach them? Well, I have very firm boundaries and they know exactly what's expected of them but they also know that their second chances that it's not a failure if you mess up once and that miss van always loves me no matter what and that you know that's who i am and that i care about who they're going to become more than what they did today and we've got to learn from everything so you know um that's just my kids and they have to know that that's the life lesson and you know everybody gets a brand new start when they come in the next day it doesn't matter how bad yesterday was today's a chance to make it better and they have to know you really believe that 
So but it's just so, so special. And, and some of these students, I'm sure that might not have that approach from their um, families. Um, that has to make them feel really great being able to um, get that um, love and respect and um, that from from you as the principal and, and hopefully that uh, filters, you know, out through the school and, and well, all of really the that. That is, that is our school's mission is that no matter what happened the day before, everybody gets an opportunity to have a better day the next day. And with some of our younger kids, it, it's got to be, I can get better after lunch because uh-huh. they've got to believe in that. And, you know, when you work in a school that's over 70% free and reduced lunch, we're high poverty. And I, everybody, everybody knows I'm a strict disciplinarian. I mean, they know that where the line is and when you cross it, there is going to be a consequence. But they also know that once we've gotten through that, that's Miss Van and she loves me. And when she sees me in the hall, she's going to give me five or she's going to give me a hug. What I did last week doesn't matter. Hmm. And that's That's what's most important is that they know we're learning and we're learning together. Well, that's really awesome. So not only are you teaching them in the classroom, but great, great life skills that hopefully they can um, carry on with them and be able to implement in in their own families with their own kids one day. Sure. Well, and, you know, historically coming from a high poverty, uh, lots of single parents, lots of grandparents raising their kids. Mm -hmm. You have to look at discipline in a different way. And I know everybody calls it discipline, but, you know, these kids need to know that one mistake's not failure and that they can recover from those things. And they just got to know that somebody's in their corner. And one of the things that I'm most proud about the staff at Cherokee Ridge is the support they give to kids. Our feeder school is Ridgeland High School. Hmm. And uh, we started out with around 50% graduation rate. And last year it was at 98%. Oh, wow. It's incredible. And that's Yeah, and that's because these teachers track those kids. I mean, they want to know, are you doing it in middle school? Where are you in high school? Are you going to graduate? And that's what we're all about is getting them to those points. And it's not about just today. It's about your life and who you're going to become. Well, that's that's just amazing. So I know you've influenced students who come back to see you when they're in high school or even um, maybe after they've graduated. um, And you've really helped some of those students that might have otherwise fallen through the cracks. Um, I mean, do you have an example? I do have several. Uh, I I can share my pride stories first. (laughs) Do it. One of my fifth grade teachers on staff right now and she is phenomenal um she was one of my fourth grade students oh wow so it's awesome to be working with her and to see her growing and she's going to be a great leader one day Uh, but you know that is a lot of pride in seeing one of your kids come back and do that and then i have another one who teaches fifth grade also and uh She's dynamite too. And just knowing that, you know, you got to play a small role for those kids and why they want to be an elementary fifth grade teacher is pretty awesome. So, and then I have my bad boys, as I call them. And uh, one of them, it, it took us a lot to get him through, but he did graduate and now he's graduated from college 
and he is an IT specialist and he's doing yeah. great things and he he rose above poverty and a really rough life and I, I've had his nieces and nephews and so he still is part of my life but um, so you've you taught know, the whole family or been part of the whole family's about, life <laughs> and that's probably part of my biggest legacy is the fact that I was born in Walker County. I was educated in Walker County and I live in Walker County. And now I am an educator in Walker County and I've spent my whole career here. My home is just outside of my school district. So if I go to the store or I go somewhere, there's Miss Van. Everybody knows <laughs> there's Miss yeah. Van. You know you're a celebrity there. That's right, yes. And sometimes <laughs> when you don't want to do your hair and you just want to throw on your old clothes, you can't do that because everybody's like, she really buys groceries? Oh, my gosh. They let her out of the school? Because, <laughs> you know, living <laughs> there. <laughs> so. That, that, that's really funny. So what did you want to do growing up? I did not want to go to college. I love animals. That's my second big love is animals. I wanted to be a vet, and then I heard vet school was too hard. And uh, I was So you decided to be a principal. <laughs> so, see, that's kind of part of the story that's so funny is that um, I've learned a lot about myself being a principal. And uh, being the second child, life is totally different and your parents don't get it. And I have a lot of conversations with parents about their second child. Uh, we are trouble. We are very <laughs> independent because you allowed us to be that way. And, you know, we demand that you are firm and plant what you expect of us. And uh, growing up, I didn't have to make really good grades because they didn't really think I could, but they did expect me to behave in school. And I struggled with that some because <laughs> I like to have fun. And so, you know, and that's what I tell my kids here. You know, I'm like, hey, dude, you're not going to do anything that I didn't do when I was in You? I'm like, yeah. So you're not going to get by with anything. I, I wrote the book for Misbehaving. And so. But, Were you ever, did you ever have to go to the principal's office? Oh, yeah. I had, I had multiple paddlings when I was growing up. Yes, in school. I sat in the corner for playing uh, for playing in the water fountain. And I mean, just all these things. And so I get it. And I get why there's those rules, but I also get where you're a kid and you're going to do some of those things. And it's not the end of the world. And so uh, that's part of my story is you don't always have to be great at everything to find out what your passion is. And I'm fortunate my family uh, brought us up in church and I, my faith base is my foundation of my life. And um, I can honestly say that God has directed every step. Uh, my daddy made me go to college. He filled out my paperwork that I was gonna be in accounting. And so uh, I was on the dean's list multiple times the first two years. It was the one that uh, academic probation, academic warning, <laughs> academic suspension. I know all about the <laughs> dean's list. And, and kids found that hard to believe, but that is the truth. Because, but then when I really found out and I started into elementary education, you know, it was just like, 
everything opened up that this was what I was supposed to do. And people who knew me growing up uh, would have told you I was probably going to be uh, they, if I were was going to be in education, they would think I was a PE teacher or a coach. But that's not me. I want to be in the classroom. I want to be with the kids. Uh, did did a little stint of coaching. Uh, that was not my thing. I, I truly loved being in the classroom, and it just naturally progressed to leadership and uh, becoming the principal. And you know, it's been, a, it's been a great journey. Uh, I know a lot of people think that being an educator today is not a great thing, but it is a great thing. It is one of the ho- highest callings that anybody can ever attain in their life because you are so much of a servant in giving. And these kids need great role models. They, And it doesn't matter if you're High poverty, low poverty, no poverty. You need a good role model. There's too many paths that kids can choose now that are not good. And they need role models at every stage. People who are not afraid to sit down and have that hard talk with them. And so you talk about, um, you know, kind of a a calling, um, but there's um, another program that you are championing. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I was introduced to Helping Hands Ending Hunger Uh, Four years ago, the uh, lady who actually designed the program came and spoke at one of our leadership meetings. And I felt like at that time, we were trying to do some things to help kids that were hungry, but I don't think we even realized the magnitude. And so I asked her to come and it just hit a chord with me of something we can do. And the program touches so many values for kids because every student is involved and we need to be teaching our kids to help other people and to not always think about yourself you know we also start and starting early doing that absolutely and that everybody can do a little bit of something you know right and so uh, this program basically we're working on leadership and life skills. And so this happened to go right along with those. Uh, the giving, uh, our fourth and fifth graders serve on the Helping Hands team. And they actually collect the food and have to do all this stuff with it. But uh, they have to be served safe to know how to do all of that kind of stuff. So we're teaching them life skills. Um, great. But uh, we're also teaching them if you don't want to eat it, food's not trash, so you don't throw it away. And I think that was, that is probably the most difficult thing for us to realize how much food we throw away out of our cafeteria. And wow. currently, help, Helping Hands Ending Hunger is the only program that currently has the backing of the health department, uh, the state school superintendent, Georgia because it aligns with everything that we should be doing for kids and promoting their social social and emotional growth as well. So pretty much at Cherokee Ridge, we teach our kids that if they don't want something on their tray, then if it's uh, unopened, uneaten, that they can turn it in. Well, each after breakfast and after lunch, what we do is we take that food and we have multiple refrigerators 
and fourth or fifth graders clean that up and they store and record everything that has to be in there and they have to record the temperatures on the refrigerators to make sure oh, wow that, you know it's very what all they have to do that's job specific and um we calculate it and then on fridays we pack bags meal bags and we have thermal bags that we send home with every student and we have to feed enough for whomever is in that home and that's the joy of this program is we're not just feeding a kid we're incredible everybody that lives in that home and so you have to divide it out fairly by how many live there and so that's one of the things that our kids they're getting the math skills and the sorting and so every classroom signs up for a time to pack bags well kindergartners and first graders sorting food packing bags you know it may even be the kid that actually is getting one of those bags but they're having to work and do part of it and that's why everybody's involved and everybody in the school is involved in some way and so we send food home every friday and then once a month the chattanooga area food bank they uh, deliver to our school a lot of non-perishable foods but they also give us fresh fruits and fresh vegetables and stuff like that that we send home and we work on sending recipes because sometimes they have foods that our kids haven't ever had and so that we have to make sure that we're letting everybody know what are some of the things that they can do with it so we try to meal prep with them and this is not a food service opportunity this is supporting most of these families both parents or fam uh, adults in the home work this is because they don't make enough money to continue food for their family and so that's one of the things that's nice about it but so one question I have for you, so, you know, a lot of us don't have to worry about when our next, uh, where our next meal is coming from, and we don't have to, really, we just take it for granted. We're going to eat, we'll have three meals a day, and, you know, that helps us be, you know, healthy and active and work, and um, how does how does the food insecurity play into the education and educating the students? How do those correlate? Well, we've been able to track a little bit of the data and we've seen upwards of 25% growth in academics for each one of the students who participates in this. Well, wow. um, one of the things in their attendance has improved between 15 and 20% as well. But one of the things is, and I always tell this when I'm talking to people about helping hands is I talk about the Snickers commercial and you being hangry. You know, kids That's are, right. they're no different than the rest of us. And if they're not fed and they're hungry, why, how can I ask them to do schoolwork? How can I ask them to behave and just to be a, a good member in their classroom if they are hungry? And I think that has, I think that's had a profound effect on our teachers as well, making sure that, you know, and families now will tell us, hey, we've hit a rough spot, can you help? Well, that's bridged that gap to the home now where families see us as we are in partnership with you. You know, it's not the school versus the family. We are in partnership and can you help us with this? Well, I just think that's been one of the unmentionable things is the relationships that it has built 
with the families to the school. Especially now during the global pandemic, uh, we are still serving food and we're still feeding families. Has the need need increased for uh, your area? Greatly. Yes, uh, we do have some additional resources that are helping through the state. I'm fortunate that at my school, we're centrally located. Probably about five schools can, five different schools, their families can come here to get food served by the cafeteria. And we've connected with those families and they've got some really sad stories and all those schools haven't started helping hands. So we just back, we just been boxing up some extra food and sending it home because the mama's sitting here crying. She and the daddy both got laid off last week and food is the greatest thing that they're worried about. And, and so, and what is the reaction from these uh, families? They're grateful. Um, they are very grateful. And I think, I think that plays a big impact on the students who help run Helping Hands, the fourth and fifth graders, knowing that they're doing something good for a classmate. I don't think they realize it as much as we do, but I think they do realize it. We have older kids help carry the younger kids' bags to the buses and things like that. It's just the, it's the whole school community believes in Helping Hands. And I did jot down some figures just so I could share those. Oh, yeah, please do. This was in February uh, at the end of the month, our monthly report. So end of February, we had provided 25,546 meals. We have fed 411 families. We fed over 30,653 pounds of food. And we have reduced the emissions, the CO2, uh, in the landfill by 19,282 pounds. And, wow. that, and that's what our kids, our kids help track this. And, you know, they're responsible. They understand what's going on. And, and it makes them feel good to realize, you know, we, we've given out 30,000 pounds of food and we've kept 20,000 pounds from going to the landfill. Wow. And so, you know, it's a school-wide belief. And, you know, I would hope that more schools who have students who are struggling, I think we're going to see more of that now. This is an awesome program because you're taking food that is thrown away and giving it to families who need it. For very little money, anybody can become a partner and support a family. And it just makes a huge difference for those kids. So it, with these, uh, with the students that are, whether they're, whether they're taking advantage of, uh, you know, getting the, the, as a food recipient or not, what do you, what lessons do you think that the students are learning just to carry through their life? You know, certainly well, helping, certainly helping others, but I see it's. Leadership is absolutely one because those kids are looked up to as leaders because they are the helping hands team. Uh, we've been able to do some different things. Um, we call them hunger heroes. Mm-hmm. And if we do a food drive or something, you know, we, we reward kids with, uh, you know, hunger heroes and kids who donated different things or who've been packing so many meals and things. They get 
they get rewarded by being a hunger hero and helping others. And so I think they just like to be recognized when they yeah. do the right thing because we're always real good about telling them what they don't do. <laughs> and so it's just sometimes that pat on the back of, look what you did. And so I think they enjoyed that part of it. But the leadership, you know, um, working together because it it takes a whole team of students to clean the food and to shelve it. And, yeah. and it's classrooms working together. You should see kindergartners in pre-K sorting and packing bags. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> do, they, do they race? <laughs> they, they do sometimes. And, and it's a lot of fun just to watch them and see them decide how we're going to pack it and how it needs. And that's part of that problem solving. How would you fill this bag to get all of this in here? And, you know, for little kids, they want to help. And so, you know, we're starting them off. And, and for some kids, it's a dream that I'm going to get to be on the Helping Hands team. And Helping Hands is growing rapidly, and they're able to offer college scholarships. Oh, that's incredible. Too. Yeah. And so uh, it's out there for kids if they want it. And there is support to get them where they want to go. But, you know, we just need people to buy into the program and help us support it. Phenomenal young lady from Ridgeland High School got the scholarship this year, and Aww. she wants to be an education major. And that's really awesome to see what she's going to do with her life. She'll be great. And I'm sure so many of these students, because of the program that you have there, will have this you know, generosity and this mindset that they um, thread through their life of helping others and being aware when, you know, that pe some people don't have um, meals and, you know, how, how can they help support, support ongoing programs as they Absolutely. go through their life. And the help not judge. And that that is so the, powerful that you say that. Help, not judge. Yes. And that's that's one of the things that we talk about. And I mean, when you look at all the incidents of bullying and, you know, I'm, I'm careful to use that terminology because it means so many different things. But kids are picked on because of what they do and they don't have. And I think we do a pretty good job of that starting young, helping them to see that we're just all people trying to make the best out of it. And, Let's give to others. Well, what um, vision do you have for the program, at least there um, at your school and your community? My school is doing awesome. Uh, they, uh, they have left me in the dust. I'm just the visionary now. I, I have <laughs> the, vi great... the visionary is a very important role, though. <laughs> but not to them. I mean, I'm just mm -hmm. the one who, but uh, it's really funny. They have, the teachers have taken it. They've made it their own. They know how they're going to do it. They know how they're going to schedule. Um, it will continue to be an important part. I would say next year will probably be more important. I just see that they'll continue to do great things with it. Uh, Walker County, I would like to see more of our schools get involved right now. Uh, we have Rossville Elementary, Stone Creek, Cherokee Ridge, um, Chattanooga Valley Middle started a program. Naomi and Gilbert elementaries. So we would like to expand through all of Walker County because our county is a high poverty county. You know, I just think it's that important that every kid get this. And uh, we just found out this past week that we were selected to do the community 
they call them community mobile pantries. And what happens is we get together and we pack about 250 bags of really good food. I mean, I would take it in a heartbeat, but yeah. uh, we're going to get to do that this summer. And that's open to anybody in Walker County. And that is a very humbling experience to see the number of elderly. That's a totally different spin. But I to can see imagine. The, number, the number of elderly people who depend on this to help them. And uh, we usually get the Ridgeland football players and cheerleaders and different ones to come and help us. Uh, we're going to get to have one in the end of May, end of June, and end of July. So we'll be able to help the community. Well, that's a great extension to the program. Right. Uh, one of the things that um, you know, when we when I first was inviting you to be on the um, on the podcast as a guest, you were talking about a project that you were doing at your school through, I guess, uh, teaching life skills um, with teaching some of the students about gardening. Can you talk a little bit about that? I loved that story. Well, every year uh, during the spring, uh, we like to we have a garden. And for the last few years, we've been able to grow potatoes and harvest enough potatoes that we get to send them home with the Helping Hands family as our own contribution. But since this year we're not in school, we decided that we would take the garden on the road. And uh, we've made that as a project-based learning activity for all of our students. For the, it's for the three weeks in May. Uh, they're getting their gardens together. And we have the paper packets that explain how to do it all. But we also have seeds because some kids can't get the seeds, but mm -hmm. so we made sure that we have seeds and stuff. And, you know, I was just blown away today because they've already got all my seeds. Really? <laughs> I, I had to send somebody back and they are messaging pictures left and right of their kids who have built these really phenomenal beds to start growing. They're, they're doing raised beds because they know that that way you get to do better soil and stuff. And so they've all been building raised beds. I ran out of watermelon, which was a huge disappointment to many of them. So it would be a huge disappointment to me for you to run out of watermelon too. <laughs> well, I promise you I have more watermelon. It'll go out tonight. I've got to finish putting it in the box. But uh, what we're going to do is we're just encouraging them to grow, and you know it's whatever they want to grow. But we made sure that they understood vegetables and gardening was a life skill and that we would love for them to see if they could create any food for their families. And they are videoing, they're taking pictures. And I was going to ask you about that. Like, are you getting any documentation? Oh, yes, yes. And they are, you know, Cherokee Ridge ES on Facebook. And we are posting all the time what's going on. And, I mean, I was just blown away today because I just put it out last night and announced it on Facebook. And... I mean, there was probably 50 families came by today to get seed. We have more seeds. We're going to do a contest for our uh, pre-K through fourth grade that want to participate. We're going to, it takes a while to get your pumpkins in. So uh, we're going to have the smallest pumpkin and the largest pumpkin when we return to school. And so oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, just, you know, just a way to recognize them. And we, we'll yeah. probably break it down by the smallest pumpkin in fourth grade and whatever. But, you know, we're just encouraging them to try this. 
and hopefully it catches on. I was glad to see so many parents coming and grandparents coming with their kids, taking an interest. You know, kudos to the teachers at Cherokee Ridge and the staff. All I have to do is put it out there. And if it's a good idea, they they will take it and run with it. And if it's a bad idea, they will all tell me. <laughs> and so that's what I love about them. We have a really good relationship and I just am proud of what they do for the kids here at this school and their heart is in it. And, you know, kudos to all public educators right now. Um, that's right. You know, it's I told somebody the other day that I, I must have slept during the global pandemic day of principal school because I don't remember a book on any of this and that we're all just winging it. <laughs> but as long as we're taking care of kids and their families, that's all that we need to be doing. Well, it sounds like the Cherokee Ridge Elementary teachers and you, Lori, as the principal, you're making such an impact on the community and the students' lives and families' lives, like I said, um, when we started out. But any closing comments that you have or just anything maybe that you haven't shared that you would like to about you, know, you the school, the, the program, um, and maybe wrap up just could learn more about uh, Helping Hands Ending Hunger? Well, right now, um, Helping Hands Ending Hunger, we are in need of sponsors, any kind. You would be surprised what $5 would do, $10, whatever amount. Uh, it goes a long way for feeding families. So uh, you can check us out at helpinghandsendinghunger.org. Carla Harward is the CEO, and uh, she is phenomenal and she'll hook you up and talk to you. Um, I just feel like this program is what's missing in a lot of our schools. And it goes along with all the things that we know kids need. And, you know, we're gonna be teaching different kids when they come back in the fall. I mean, their needs are gonna be different. And I, I truly believe, as sad as it sounds, Food insecurity is going to be a huge issue for a lot of kids in public education. I agree with that. And uh, I think that, you know, that you have to start somewhere. And I think when you take care of the family, not just the one kid by sending, you know, meals home for the weekend. I think when you feed a whole family, that relationship that you develop goes so far. Our, pa our parents are genuinely thankful for helping hands ending hunger. I know they are. They say it. And, uh, you know, I want to, I just want to thank you for having me on here. And kids in education are, they're my life and they're my life story. And I wouldn't be happy doing anything else. And uh, I was scheduled to retire. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. That was uh, uh, a big announcement you recently had. Yeah, uh, I had made up my mind that I was going to retire this year. I, I felt like that it's over 33 years. I started in January, so I'm about a half year behind everybody. But uh, I had planned since the beginning of the year, I announced to the staff that this would be my last year and that I was going to retire. And I do hope to do more with Helping Hands. That is part of my future. But I still want to mentor young people and mentor young teachers and leaders. Um, I'm passionate about our community that we live in. But uh, we had the big leadership meeting on March 11th that uh, 
about the pandemic and and I started thinking, oh my goodness, how I can't let these kids think that something happened to me and that I just didn't show up. You know, kids of poverty are used to people they love leaving them. And I could never let them think that in the middle of something bad like this that Miss Van left them. And so I decided that I was going to come back. And so uh, I kept denying it that I was going to come back. And so uh, I met with the superintendent and I just said, look, I said, if you would let me my, rescind my retirement, I'd like to come back and see them through this. And he was thrilled. And he said, absolutely. He said, yes, I want you to come back. And I said, well, then I'm coming back. So I'm, I'm grateful that he gave me the opportunity and I'm grateful my staff has been real excited. They've given me a hard time and said that I'd probably be here three or four more years. And I keep telling them no. <laughs> you but, might be. Um, you know, but I just, I just felt like that's how much this community and the staff and the students mean to me is that I can't put my needs above what they need. And I felt like I wouldn't want them to think I just gave up on them because Ms. Van don't ever give up. And so I didn't want them to think I did that. Well, you have a huge, huge heart and you're such a blessing to everyone around you. And I just want to thank you for participating in and uh, being a guest. And what you're doing is just magnificent work that's touching the lives of so many people. And you're truly a blessing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, listen, rate, or share with others. I look forward to being with you next time on Stories Connect People podcast.